0: Hi. Hi. Hello. We got episode two. Just did we it. just got you it. made it. We did it. We made it, kinda. We had to do a little mishap there. Had to fix something, but we fixed it, and we're good. Uh, and we're live, and we're doing this thing. All right, so may seem a little bit different to you. Some things may look a little different, may sound a little different. So I hope you enjoy it, and I'm sure it'll change a lot over the times because that's what happens when you start new things you just improve as much as you can because you care you know what I'm saying don't you care I I care you know who else cares Becky pregnant? she cares so much yeah she cares so much in fact she dropped the title to Asuka the recent Money in the Bank winner ladder match winner who won a contract for the nope didn't win a contract won the title new champion
1: I can't believe it like I can but I can't and like I'm happy uh, for Asuka but I'm sad Becky's gonna be gone for a while
0: yeah and Anthony actually made a joke um because we, we looked into we were trying to you know see if what was going on in the news and that was actually a spoiler a leak that we saw before raw even went on the air because we're recording this on monday after uh, becky lynch makes her announcement on raw so it's um, raw's it just started about half an hour ago so it's still happening right now but we saw a rumor about Um, someone who leaked information from the pre-recorded episode that Becky would be dropping the belt. So we were kind of prepared. That was spoiled. We were prepared for that, but I didn't, we didn't know if it was true or not. turns out it was. And when we read that Anthony made a joke about maybe she's pregnant. And I thought that sounds actually super, you know, possible just in my mind, I was like, huh, that actually could be the thing. Cause uh, I I forgot, but she didn't wrestle at Money in the Bank, and I didn't really think about it until he until you said that. And I'm like, huh? Maybe she is pregnant, but I guess we'll see, we'll find out. Yeah. And she's crying. She comes out, she's crying. It's the first thing, and you know that whenever it's the, it's either the first announcement, the first thing to happen, or it's closing the show, you're retiring or whatever it is. So closing it is with the Something worst. serious. Yeah, closing sucks because then you have to wait the whole three. Hours. They wouldn't they wouldn't do that to us. They didn't do that to us. Thank you guys thank you WWE people and uh Mr. McMahon thank you for not making us wait because that would have been brutal but um so Becky Lynch is having a having a baby having a little babe with with Kobe Lopez
1: and Mrs. Uh, Lopez. our semi Chicago
0: boy yeah our semi Chicago boy uh, Senior Kobe so uh congratulations to them i love seth rollins i love becky lynch i know you do too and uh i got her shirt i have i have well i have a seth's rollins sweater around here somewhere and i've got his sweat bands but uh yeah i love them and even even heel seth i'm glad seth turned no. heel because uh, heel seth was my favorite yeah it's like, been fun
1: he's he just got that energy he's a great heel like Not everyone can do it. He's got it down to a science. Like, he's annoying. He's a great wrestler. He pisses you off. Like, that's what I want in a heel. Piss me off.
0: So let's talk about Money in the Bank. Um, I didn't see the kickoff with Jeff Hardy and Cesaro because I'm a bad fan. Terrible fan. uh, I'm the worst. I'm the worst fan. It was
1: a good match, though. And you love Jeff Hardy, so you should definitely go back and watch it. Um, it's just nice to see him in the ring again. Like, it's probably nostalgic, you know. I just he's someone I love watching. And then the Swanton is just so freaking like iconic. And and when he wins it, like he won with it. And I was like, yes, this is exactly what I wanted from this match. And Cesaro is just a beast, like. He should be getting pushed so much harder. He's such an amazing athlete, such an amazing wrestler. And like he looks good. He makes the other wrestler look good. And, you know, it sucks that he doesn't get the the credit that he should. I he does get the credit from the fans. Cesaro, I do think you, he does. Yeah, Cesaro. I think well, he also, does. He's
0: a heel right now, right? Uh yes. Yeah, typically when he when he's he I feel like when he's heel specifically, he doesn't He's the, he's the type of heel that people don't like when he's a baby face everybody loves him so weird
1: i i like him though because he's <laughs> like he's kind of awkward as the heel and I, I like that awkward heel character yeah um so like it, it's just nice to have that comic relief sometimes
0: yeah so this um so he had a match with jeff i was assuming this because i saw i didn't see the match um i saw like um a screenshot of it so I knew that they were wrestling each other. I didn't even know Jeff was wrestling because I start. So I, I didn't see it because I started watching Money in the Bank, not the kickoff show. So I didn't even know that Jeff was wrestling because I just wasn't I wasn't thinking about the kickoff show. I was just like, oh, let me go watch Money in the Bank. I watched it after it was live and he wasn't on it. And then I didn't realize till later that he was on the kickoff show. So that was my fault for not doing that initial research. But um that's why I didn't see it. It wasn't cuz I thought it was going to be bad. But I'm, I'm guessing I'm not a fan of, of that... these kickoff shows though.
1: Like partially I... because of that. Just put that in the in the pay-per-view. Like does yeah. that need to be on a kickoff show?
0: I feel like they do that for you know obviously to get people to watch the kickoff show. Like they throw that match in there to compel yeah. you to watch, but it's like it, it it's different with the live I don't know cuz I didn't see this one, but it's, I feel like it's different with the live pay-per-views where like you got the crowd atmosphere, you have like the yes. panel of people that are all with each other, that are trying to break things down and, and whatever. Like,
1: when you're at the event, it does make a difference, but they don't have to do that.
0: Yeah, it's weird. It's weird, but we'll see if uh, Jeff Hardy can can spice these these guys up and himself, because it seems like when he made when he did kind of that press that press tour, so to speak, when he came back on um, backstage. Before, you know, audiences were done away with. Um, and he returned, I think, right after they had... Like, it was. I think it was the episode when they had their first episode without a crowd. Um, so we missed that pop. But it seemed like he made it clear that he wanted a, a title run. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's a big... Um, how do I put this? If that's something that is going to be a staple for him moving forward as far as when he decides to renew his contract or move on to AEW because I think it's, you know, kind of a, I think it's somewhat obvious that with Matt Hardy going to AEW, if Matt has a good run and he likes it there, I don't see why Jeff Hardy wouldn't go. Like, yeah, it's, it, <laughs> it seems kind of it seems kinda like kind of like a no brainer, and they they've made it pretty clear that they do their own things, but they're also like, yeah, at the end of the day, we're we're the Hardy Boys, like we're gonna yeah. we're the best when we're together. So
1: especially with the whole broken thing, like mm-hmm. Jeff has got his Jeff place is a place there. Yeah, he's a huge part of that. As much yeah. as you know, it is Matt, but brother Nero has a special place.
0: Yeah, and I was excited for that. I'm so bummed that you know, and that's. I feel like, at least personally, I feel like that's a big reason why he would go to AEW at some point because we know that AEW is going to allow them to to kind of do what they want with those characters and with storylines, and yeah. as we can see and we'll talk about later um, with the last uh, Dynamite episode that we just saw with Matt Hardy making his debut, but um, it seems pretty obvious that AEW kind of give them the keys, so to speak, and let them do what they think is best.
1: I can't believe how big the New Day still is. Like, <laughs> they... <laughs>
0: but they feel so typical. Like, you know how John Cena I, has always been, like, that typical star? Yeah. It's like whenever his music hits, people pop. Kids are always going to go crazy. Like, it's it's just like it never goes away. Like, I feel like that's where New Day is at. It's just like and they're that's just amazing. Like, the typical stars. Yeah. It's,
1: it's great. Like, they don't get old to me. They're, they're just genuinely funny people, like good wrestlers. I feel like they just have the perfect combination of everything. And th- they have such great synergy between them. And like Xavier Woods, uh, he's I feel like he's a big piece of them. He's he's kind of that glue. Uh, but it still works, Big E and Kofi, because... Because of the history with Xavier Woods. so
0: Yeah, and when you – shout out to the New Day pod. When you when you listen to that podcast and you get to know all of those guys, and they've done, like, episodes here and there. I know when they first got the New Day together um, and they were just – I think they had just turned babyface. They had just started experimenting. It was, like, way before the pancakes and everything. Um, I think the year was f- 2015. They were on Stone Cold's podcast? stone cold or might've been, uh, Colt Caban. It was either stone cold, Colt Caban, or Chris Jericho. I think it was Chris Jericho actually, but it was a while ago. They were on his podcast and they were talking about like their origin story and just where they all came from. And that was the first time I had heard their backgrounds and like how close they were to just like not being the new day. Like they were, you know, Kofi was pretty close to retirement. Like like it's kind of wild how how dramatically different it is but when you go on their podcast and you and you listen to them talk about where they came from as individuals and how their team you know developed itself over time the challenges that they had to overcome and you know creatively obviously WWE's known for not being you know not giving their wrestlers creative control and the new day has had to battle for that but they've also earned the freedom they have now oh yeah similar to like chris jericho <laughs> chris jericho can do whatever he wants when he's you know, in WWE that doesn't there's nobody that tells him no because he's just earned that freedom and they have that. And that is like that's crazy to me. That that's the crazy part to me is that they've broken through that wall and it seems like that's just how it's gonna be until they decide to hang it up.
1: Yeah, when you have that power in WWE, like you've made it. And they have
0: made it indeed, hence why they are tag team champions. And you gotta right.
1: love some bootios. I
0: love me some bootios. I do.
1: I paid $15, $20 I think with shipping just to get a box of them damn bootios. <laughs> the kids he had loved to him.
0: have them bootios. <laughs> oh, the kids mm. loved him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm
0: sure the kids loved him. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. You don't have to be embarrassed. I know you ate them by yourself. You didn't share any with the kids. I didn't. I hit him in my office. He said, "You better get the hell away from my box of bootios. Um, Give me uh, that booty. <laughs> okay, let's move on to Truth and Lashley. Now, I really like the reset that they've done with Bobby Lashley. And when Bobby Lashley first came back, I was one of those fans that like blew up. I was like, "Oh my god!" It was yeah, so une- I, I thought it was unexpected.
1: You were excited. I was, I was like, so uh... pumped.
0: I love, I love Lashley. He was like right at the tail end of when I stopped watching. He was like real hot in like oh eight, oh nine, like that area. Um, but I also was familiar with like his MMA background and like he's legit. He's he's a legit. You know he's like Brock Lesnar. This is the weird thing. They talk about Brock like he's such a freak. Bobby Lashley has a better MMA record. He's bigger. He's stronger. I think they're the same age. I think they're literally forty-one, both of them. Um, and Bobby Lashley is just a is a mammoth of a human being. Like it doesn't make any sense. Um,
1: yeah, because they haven't even done any any uh, matches together. No, right?
0: No, and I think that's why he might be a little bit um, overshadowed. But Lashley is like one of those on guys that falls under the radar. I don't, I don't understand how, but he does. And that's why I was pumped when he came back, because I wanted to see him and Brock. And I don't know if that's ever going to happen now, but um, I was so bummed. But did you like the storyline of him and Rusev and Lana? I hated
1: it. No, it was dumb. Like (laughs) It made no sense. No. Like a lot. It's awful. I I don't like Lana. I shouldn't say that. I, I loved know. Lana. I, I l-
0: loved Lana and Rusev. Originally. Yes. As the yes.
1: ravishing Russian. And yes. Like and
0: the Bulgarian uh, brute. Yes. yes. That was, that was
1: great. That was so mm. good. Like this was so stupid.
0: I remember watching the, I believe it was a raw. I remember watching that his debut the first time he debuted. And I, and this is relevant because back to our story from episode one, when, uh, which I will put up here in the corner somewhere. You can go uh, watch that CM Punk story. But back when CM Punk left, um, right after the Royal Rumble, that was when Rusev debuted, was at that Royal Rumble. And uh, Punk told the story about how he told Rusev to do something crazy to him because he's a new yeah. guy and he's supposed to be a monster and Punk was the hottest heel in the company at the time and you know, but et, et cetera, And then Punk left and that was the Raw that I watched and that was the Raw where Rusev made his debut. Um, so that, um, so the timing there, just another, another crazy fun fact. But, uh, I remember when he debuted and I thought it was awesome. I don't know why they, they went away from that. I don't know if maybe they felt it was getting old because they did it for a little while, but but like Lana just like like, having (laughs) that stick up her butt attitude. Like, I don't know. I just love the whole thing. The whole thing was great.
1: Like, even though. They just never give Rusev the proper push. He was huge with Rusev Day. Like he was so over, but I feel like he didn't get the real push within the company.
0: Yeah, okay. Rusev Day. Here's my here's my issue with Rusev Day. I feel like that's one of those things where and maybe you could say this for the new day. Um where the new day is like a crowd, kind of a crowd centric gimmick where without a crowd, it kind of, I don't know if the, if, if the mm. crowd wasn't so behind yes. them, maybe they wouldn't have gotten so big, but also they're doing fine. Like with the current situation. Yeah. Um, you, their, their personality still come through and all that. So it's like it, it, they are the new day. There's no, there's no gimmick. It just, it feels like that's who they are to me, especially with, um, what was his name?
1: Aiden English. I yeah, didn't like like. I was him. gonna say
0: Matt because Matt's <laughs> his real name. He trained at a place that I trained at CSW, but uh, he was obviously there a lot longer and had a lot more success. <laughs> um, he uh, Aiden English. He uh, I think he was just recently let go, wasn't he? Or yeah. that m- might have been a little while ago. Recent, but huh? recent. But I didn't. I never got into him. Uh, no. Even before he was connected with Rusev, I didn't really just didn't like him all that much. But I, uh, I don't know. They felt too slapstick to me. It felt too gimmicky in the wrong kind of way. Yeah, I don't.
1: I just his whole singing gimmick type thing. I, Mm -hmm. I wasn't for it. I think that was the biggest turnoff for me, and I just never really gave him a chance. Um, yeah, I I didn't didn't, like it.
0: (laughs) I didn't think it was. And I apparently like he is a a singer. Like he has classical training with opera and stuff but like it's almost like he didn't sing well to be funny that's what it felt like and it was just like ah like I don't like stuff like that especially in pro wrestling it just feels too which uh, I mean he's not here anymore so (laughs) like it shows you how long that you know how um the, the longevity and that type of of gimmick but both him and Rusev are gone so that I mean it tells you a lot like they they clearly didn't they pushed Rusev differently. And like you said with Rusev day, they didn't give him the proper, you know, push or credit or whatever you want to call it, but it just felt like a gimmick to me. And like, I don't know how many other fans felt that way or how many, um, how many people who make decisions in WWE felt that way about Rusev and Aiden English and Lana and that, and you know, the whole Lana Dolph Ziggler angle and like, the whole, it was just like ugh. I think. Just I think that's gross. why I was
1: so against the Bobby Lashley thing. Like, they tried the whole elusive yeah. Lana thing.
0: I don't <sighs> like when they awkward. have awkward. I don't like when they have these women become like. How do I put this? I don't like when they make the show like okay, like we we were talking like off air about like Total Bellas and Total Divas and stuff. I have nothing against those shows per se. I just don't watch them consistently because I'm not into the relationship drama. That's not always accurate. Like I don't want to watch somebody go through a, an obviously bad relationship that ends up, you know, damaging them emotionally. And then they have to recover from that on top of it, supposedly being about a wrestling show. So like all that stuff together, I'm just like, ugh. and that's what it feels like. They're forcing you to watch on Monday night raw or on SmackDown. And it's like, yeah. Why like I understand trying to draw people in that that enjoy like especially women. I'm sure it's a more predominantly male crowd. Like you want more women to watch the product and drawing them in by doing something that's more centered around a relationship and that kind of drama, it makes sense. But when you have someone like Lana who apparently is a decent wrestler, I don't I don't know because I've seen her wrestle maybe once at like maybe a couple of times. And she's never been portrayed as a serious threat, other than when she was the ravishing Russian. Yes. She was terrifying for whatever reason. And now she's Dolph Ziggler's girlfriend. Like, what? Now she's Bobby Lashley's girlfriend. What? Why?
1: And whiny, like, like
0: annoying. <laughs> and... and Partially Russian, even yeah. though at this point everybody <laughs> yeah. knows she's she doesn't have an accent like that. Yeah, like, it was
1: so weird.
0: It's just, it's just one of those things. It's just like, oh god, it's like the Kane and Lita storyline oh. from way back in the day. Just, just these stupid marriage storylines just they just drive me nuts. Okay, you know, like Triple H and Stephanie had a successful one. There hasn't been a successful one since then. So please stop doing okay. them.
1: I know I know you don't like this one, but I actually love you know what I'm gonna say? Yeah, yeah. I okay, love hold Otis. Hold
0: on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, are we gonna stop hold and on. restart? Hold on. Let me because we got Otis. We gotta to touch on Otis at the end. Okay. So we will we will touch on that at the end. We definitely will. We'll probably close this part with that. But I will say Watching the Money in the Bank, the final match, changed the way that I look at Otis. Okay. I give him a fair shake. I'll admit that. Um, I've always been into Mandy Rose. I think everybody who has a brain has been into Mandy Rose since she debuted. Um, But my point being, the reason why I get so, like, right off the bat negative towards these types of storylines is I don't like the the romantic stuff that doesn't make sense because it even with Mandy and Otis it it feels contrived and it feels like it doesn't make sense. It feels like it's making a a joke out of pro wrestling. The Matt so like to make a comparison. Let's just make a quick comparison and then we'll move on to the next match, but Matt Hardy and Lita. They were a thing. They were Team Extreme, right? Lita was with Matt and Jeff yeah. It was a big thing. They had years and years to establish this relationship. They were a real-life couple. There was a real-life drama, and they made a real storyline out of it in WWE with Lita and Edge. And now we know Edge is happily married with Beth Phoenix and has children. But at that time, that was what started the Rated-R Superstar. That completely changed Edge's career, that whole storyline. And that was real. That was There was so much tied into that and uh, at that time there weren't podcasts that were you know everybody had a podcast and you got wrestlers here and there. like there was so little information out there as far as what was happening behind the scenes that was totally different that felt real yeah. and it was real and it was legitimate and it was it was scary like it was scary to think well is matt going to try and kill edge because <laughs> edge took his his girlfriend that we've seen that their relationship blossom like they weren't together when the hardy boys debuted in WWE and when team extreme debuted it, Lita wasn't with Matt Hardy so we watched their relationship start and end in WWE with this like horrible storyline that was true that was real it's it, so it's like there's so much there and the, it, the, the I made a reference to the Kane Lita thing earlier which was while she was with Matt which that was fake so it was dumb so it has nothing to do with it being in the attitude era or the ruthless aggression. The eras don't matter. It doesn't freaking matter. Why did Triple H and Stephanie work? Because they're married in real life. That's why it worked. Like it's a real. It was a real thing. It turned out to okay. be a real thing when they got married on TV. At that point, they weren't um, engaged or anything. It was more of a storyline. But it it turned out to be that. There's something different when it's yeah. a real storyline. And they just kind of play it into the WWE world, I so that's like why I get so negative with like the Otis and Mandy thing. There's clearly nothing actually going on in my at least. Why the way clearly?
1: I see it. Why clearly? <laughs>
0: that's the gimmick, though. It's like, is is Lana actually into Bobby Lashley? Are her and Ru- because people have Instagrams, okay, but and Snapchats different. and Facebook. Like, <laughs> so we okay, would know. <laughs> yes,
1: I do hate that part. Like. Lana and Rusev, especially being on Total Divas, you see, like, their actual life on there, and then you have the storyline. Like, that's where I just... That one was super stupid. With Otis and Mandy, I feel that it's a little more... Um, I feel like the relationship is secondary to what's actually going on, though. Um, And I think In that's what why sense? I like it more. Like... there's that other storyline driving with with Mandy and Sonia and then Otis is kind of like in that as well but I feel like they're both doing their own thing still um but you're also like Otis is that guy you want to root for he's the underdog in this thing like you want to see him with someone like Mandy like like, I don't know I just think he's he's funny I like them together I think it's I think it's entertaining um But yeah, I think they have their own storylines and then the relationship is secondary to that storyline that pushes it along.
0: Okay, and that's fine. I understand that. (laughs) But uh, Mandy Rose is also engaged to someone in real life. And like, this is why, that's why it bothers me. Okay. Because that part of it is decimated. So like when you say like, well, maybe there is something going on. Like, but when you
1: see the way he kisses Mandy, who Otis? I, no, see, he, no,
0: no, 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 no. I've done stage kissing enough to know when it's fake, and when I watch them kiss, I'm like, they're not kissing. They, they are, they are acting. They're aware uh, that they no. need to kiss each other, and that's what they're doing right now. So I, I don't like it. I don't like it. Otis is a big heavy dude that goes out there and wrecks and says all this gibberish and it's hilarious. And I love watching it. And that's what I came to see that not him saving her from Dolph Ziggler, who's like either fire Dolph Ziggler or make him a champion. Like get him out of these freaking storylines. I don't want to see. I feel feel bad for Dolph. I don't want to see that. I want to see if you're going to give me Mandy Rose, that's great. Give me Mandy Rose versus Sonia DeVille and make it a program. Like, d- d- make it weeks and weeks of them with each other. Peer- just yeah. done. No guys involved. No man has to be involved with their storyline, like pushing this romantic angle. It doesn't have to be romantic. Just just end it with Otis and, and Dolph. Just get it done with. And focus on Mandy and Sonia DeVille. I can't be the only one who feels that way. Like, I want to okay. see those two rip each other to shreds. Oh, again yes. and again and yes.
1: again. I think that's going to be phenomenal. They have amazing chemistry.
0: Like that match that they put on on SmackDown was great. It was short, but it was it was fun to watch and even with no that's... audience, you didn't feel like there was no audience there. I didn't feel awkward yeah. watching the match. It wasn't uncomfortable to me. I had a good time watching it.
1: See, I feel the story with everything going on very recently. The story, like there's better storytelling Mm-hmm. And you need it you need it with this type of stuff and yeah. I thought throughout all of money in the bank in terms of like no audience, I barely realized there was no audience they filled the they filled the space very well the announcers yeah. were talking very well and consistently the the speaking in the ring in every match was was good um which we can talk about if you want to move on to the next match
0: yeah yeah long winded um, but <laughs> Let's move on to the next one. So I, we Tamina. got uh, we got Bailey and, and Tamina. Now, uh, I haven't been keeping up with them quite as much either. And I've heard good things about Bailey recently. And um, up to a few months ago, I was kind of like lukewarm on it. I'm happy Bailey yeah. turned heel. Same. But she's an actual heel where I don't really like her quite as much as a heel. And that's kind of the point. But um, she's—I feel like she's finding a good, um, s- how, how do I put this—a good recipe for like how she talks, how she wrestles, how she yeah. you know talks trash, her attitude. Like I, it doesn't feel fake anymore. It feels like she's yeah. really getting comfortable with it. And watching her bully Tamina with Sasha and still be like, you know, a chicken shit heel, so to speak, is pretty great.
1: Yeah, and they had dialogue during the match, which I thought was interesting, and it fit very well. Like mm-hmm. when they were in the corner and in their talking conversation, like I was like, "This is this is good." Like, yeah, ah, it just it lended to the storytelling. And yeah, I think- <laughs> and and
0: I like how Bailey talks to Michael Cole too. It, Same, like, it makes me laugh every time she does it. Like yeah, it's hilarious to me.
1: She's so much better as a heel. Like her promos when she was a babyface. Cringe. They, yeah. I <laughs> just cringe. Like, NXT was one thing, but when she moved up to the main roster, it was just like this isn't working here. mm mm-hmm. So I'm glad.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And uh Tamina as uh I think it was Michael Cole. It was either Michael Cole or um uh Corey Graves who were touching on it, but Tamina hasn't been consistently involved in WWE because she's just had injuries all the time. Yeah. And um, when she was with Team Bad back in the day, they had Team Bad and PCB, you know, Paige, Charlotte, and Becky.
1: The woman's revolution.
0: Yeah. Um, that seems like forever ago now. It but does. that's the last time Tamina was really, like, super relevant as a as an independent, you know, individual wrestler. So it was cool to see her, like... Actually, doing stuff now. And quite honestly, I know they teamed her up with Nia Jax before Nia got hurt and they were kind of doing their their thing together. The deficiencies I find in Nia Jax, which we'll get to later, um, I don't see those in Tamina. And like, I feel like Nia Jax is a fake beast.
1: Yes. I feel like Tamina is a beast. The actual beast. Yeah. Like, she's got the agility, she's got the agility, the look, like. She, she can wrestle, and she's big,
0: but she's athletic. Yes. Like when you look at her, you think, okay, she's she can gorilla press me. <laughs> she could probably chase me down. Like that. Like that's just how you feel when you look yeah, at her. I'm, she just I'm, looks like I'm a monster. Scared. I'm scared. Yeah. So it's like I there's a difference there. It's it's a it's a different feel. I don't like this. Is one of the things with um this is one these are the things the things that I'm talking about right now. Uh, personally, these are the things that draw me away from like watching every week or like watching yeah. certain pay per views. where I'm like, ah, I don't know if I'm gonna watch this one. These are the things. I don't like stuff that insults my intelligence as a as a fan, and I don't like when certain things are happening and I have to defend them to people who don't like who who are who are completely negative on the product. So people that are like, pro wrestling is stupid. Like these are the types of things that make people say that and that's the stuff i don't like to deal with so this is one of those things tamina is the legitimate samoan badass like done she's the one who should have that nia jack spot so even if she is injured she can still cut promos she can still make vignettes like there's still a lot she can do so she should be in that that spotlight like nia jacks again feels contrived and she's she's got this thing going now where it seems like a lot of wrestlers are coincidentally becoming injured after they have matches with her and it's becoming a topic now where, you know, it's being talked about pretty frequently. So that's not good when you're supposed to have this, this big, you know, queen of your women's division hurting every wrestler she comes in contact with. Like (laughs) it's, it's not a good thing to be known for. Um, and the way Tamina wrestles it, like when you watch her wrestle, you're like, that's what, that's how it's done. Like she wrestles with this hardcore, hard hitting style. Especially someone like Bayley, which, you know, coincidentally, uh, Bayley was one of the victims of Nia Jax. Mm-hmm. So you watch Tamina have a a more physical match with Bayley than the one that Bayley had with Nia when she got hurt. It's more physical, more aggressive, more hard hitting. I mean, it was stiff. It it was awesome. But everything looked safe. Like, everything looked like they both knew exactly what they were doing. Yeah. And that's what you want to see. And that's that's what you you want to show people.
1: It's sloppy looking a lot of the time. It's just like... Mm -hmm. Awkward. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, things that shouldn't happen. You know, there's a difference between, like, a badass spot with a big bump and just a terrible, just like, ugh. Yeah. And, you know... And
1: I do, like, I like Naya. Like, I don't dislike her. I don't dislike her either. I, but I completely agree. Like, Tamina, she is the beast in the women's division, not Naya.
0: Naya should be her second. Because Naya is physically bigger than her, yeah. she's pushed differently. And that's 100% what it is. Oh, yeah. And Naya is a is a stereotypically prettier girl. So she's, like, she's a big beast, but she's also beautiful, and it's, like, this thing. And it's, like, okay. But is she a better, more aggressive, more powerful, more believable wrestler than Tamina? I don't think so. I don't think it even comes close. Tamina scares the hell out of me. <laughs> Period. <laughs> like, that's it. Nia Jax pisses me off because I'm like, why are you in this match? What What are you doing? Why are you doing that spot or whatever? Granted, I don't think she did too bad. I I enjoyed watching her in the in the last match, but. Tamina did a traditional wrestling match with a smaller competitor with Bailey. She had a little bit going on with Sasha Banks too, and everything was great. They fought all the way around the ring, outside the ring. They told a great story. Haven't seen that from Nia Jax not once, not Damn. one time. So that's all I'm saying about that. I don't want to harp on her, like make it seem like I don't like her. I, I do. I like Nia. I like her music. I like her look. I like I like her gimmick in general. I like her. I like, I think she's, I think she is a powerful, you know, Samoan female wrestler, but I think Tamina should get that push that she's been getting for so long because Tamina seems to be the one that's ready to take that push. <laughs> like that's all it is. She seems like the more professional, more ready, more, you know, champion esque wrestler. She should be in that spot for sure.
1: I agree. I yeah. I agree. <laughs> all I right. agree. All right.
0: And with that being said. Let's with that, move on. with that energy. Let's move on to Braun <laughs> and Bray, the Black Sheep and the Fiend. This
1: this well, match,
0: I thought it was gonna be brutal.
1: Seriously. I thought and it I was, was like be brutal. And I was like, oh, they're in the ring. I thought it was gonna be like kind of a squash match, but mm-hmm. and I was just like, I was kind of dreading it. Yeah. But they told a great freaking story.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Have you been watching Bronze promos leading up to this? Have you seen any of it, other uh, than the I, package that they showed before the match?
1: No, I haven't been following too closely.
0: Okay, neither have I. But I've been I've been watching things here and there because I, this story particularly was interesting to me. Um, and I think I I think back in episode one, I think I talked about um, Braun Strowman and the push that he had um, prior to him getting hurt, um, and how just how they dipped hard like after that. And he was almost yeah. like a mid card guy and it was just weird, but he's obviously back in that picture. Now he's a champion. Um But his promos, man, just brutal, just not good. And I, I don't think that has anything to do with him necessarily. I think it's just the whole, what we talked about last time scripting and just not having the freedom to, to, to be who he is and talk how he talks and say what he wants to say. But it's like, okay, be brawn, but can you, Make sure that you say these things while you do it. Thanks. Yeah. Like that'll, that's great. Um, and so they've been brutal. But as WWE does, they cut together these awesome packages. With,
1: it's crazy. Their packages so are good. always so
0: good. And they've been like that since the 80s, dude. Like, it's never been bad. <laughs> I don't know how it's been so good for so long. But, but. Yeah, it's been brutal. So that was partially why, too, I thought it was going to be kind of brutal because the promos were not great and just like, I don't know how I feel about this, but I agree. I think they told a great story. And um, I like how they did the spot at the end with Braun kind of teasing the black sheep. I like that a lot.
1: Yeah, I think it it played into uh, Bray's weakness, Uh, like that emotional weakness that he has
0: yeah and how do you so what do you think about how they're doing this because this is something we've never really I don't want to say we've never really seen before because we've seen it in different I guess different incarnations but this is a first as far as like you got the fiend similar to similar to Finn Balor but different you got the fiend that's like this unbeatable psychotic murderous basically murderous horror character that doesn't cut promos doesn't speak just goes out there and kills basically yeah and apparently can't feel pain. So I don't know when, when he does sell, I don't know what he's selling, but apparently doesn't Mm. feel pain. So that's the mystery of the fiend, at least when he debuted. And then you have Bray Wyatt, who's been cutting these promos and making these vignettes and, and been more of the talking piece. And I feel like it's already been, has it been a year already since Bray debuted this new character? Or like, I think so. I think so. It's been like a year. Yeah. So, it's already been a year and it still feels so fresh and you're still it still seems like they're putting things together as they're going which is great. It's like not, it's yeah. not getting stale. So like you're still learning more and more with each new pay-per-view and each new um you know episode of Raw or SmackDown. So you know, you have like these little easter eggs happening, these little things with Bray and it's so different from what everybody else is doing which is nice. But like I don't know, what do you think about how they're making they basically make Bray the vulnerable character, but if he is the fiend and he can channel the fiend, like is this is this a supernatural thing or is this him just putting on a costume and it makes him more crazy? Like I don't I'm my brain is trying to put together a logical explanation for what the what the difference is between the two and why they are you know, who they are
1: yeah i don't know and i think now is like a great time for them to start showcasing some more meaning behind it considering mm-hmm. they can do more of these uh pre-recorded things mm-hmm. uh, i feel like that is hard to get through um through a live performance because it's live you can't change character so quickly you can't do this you can't do that uh, with special effects right uh, so which they like- don't do a ton of special effects but
0: no, and I think it's better. I think what they have been doing is better than what they were doing when Bray, like when Bray had his program with Randy, and they had like the projection of the, you know, the maggots on the yeah. ring. It, like that stuff was just kind of corny.
1: But yeah, like um, when they do the Taker Thunder, like the lightning strike. Yeah, like, come like, on, guys. Uh, just when lose I was it out. when
0: I was six years old. I mean, I get it. When I was six years old, if I saw maggots, you know, projecting into the ring, I'd be losing my freaking mind because I used to think that. <laughs> The Undertaker and Kane had superpowers and I I legitimately bought into that when I was a child so I'm sure the children today are buying into that just as hard and I can only imagine what it must feel like to be a child today and watch the fiend like make his entrance it's got to be horrifying oh yeah I mean we could be looking Mm -hmm. let's be honest like we've heard the Undertaker or people make this comparison with Bray in the past but we could seriously be looking at the modern-day Undertaker with Bray Wyatt it's entirely possible
1: Especially with how long this year, like you said it, this year hasn't felt like much character development, but it hasn't felt stale at the same time. Like There's so much more room to grow and take this Mm -hmm. character.
0: It feels Um, like a world, like a Game of Thrones world where there's so much happening that it just takes forever to develop things. Which goes back
1: to my whole like... TV series, I think it would be great to base that around The Fiend. Like, that could totally work as a TV show, but mm-hmm. I don't know. That'll never yeah, happen. with I agree with <laughs> that. I think it'd be cool to do this whole supernatural type of show. And, like, mixing the whole Firefly. Like, there's just so many things that would be cool to do.
0: Yeah, I agree. Bray is a third-generation wrestler, and he's been with WWE for a very long time. At this point, I think 2008, I'm throwing a number out there, 2009, something mm-hmm. around that. It's been a while. It's been a while. And um, with the like you were saying with the character development, it's I feel like they did an amazing job at hitting all of the nails on on the head like right off the bat. Right when they debuted, his music is amazing. His what he's wearing is amazing. The way he talks is amazing. The way he wrestles is different, and it's amazing. The way, like, his lighting effects, his vignettes, the Firefly Funhouse show, it's all incredible. So if that amount of detail and time went into every character or at least half the roster, I mean, something more than just one freaking person, I don't know how much of that was Bray and how much of that was, you know, a creative team working with him. But if more people had that, the product would be it wouldn't even AEW would never come close. There would be no conversation Mm -hmm. like they did everything correct and it's still developing and it's just not going to get old. It's like the new day. I guess the new day would be that other example of that is like everything just right off the bat just hit so hard. They just got everything right and it's still (laughs) developing as the years go on.
1: Did they hit right off the bat? Well, I guess it (laughs) depends on how you look at it. If they
0: were (laughs) intending, on becoming a meme and then becoming extremely popular because of it. Yes, but <laughs> <laughs> technically, I guess, no, it didn't. They had to adjust, but they got lucky because that that joke of a theme song turned into probably one of the greatest theme songs that's ever going to be... It's going to be considered one of the greatest ever at the end of the day, so that's <laughs> that's kind of funny. Um, but the whole gimmick was a mess. Yeah, you're right, and then they they brought it together. So maybe Bray has more of an influence than people would give him credit for
1: yeah i'm curious to see what's gonna happen with Bo, bow dallas i want um,
0: him to be with bray wyatt is it, why is that not happening
1: yeah like i've seen rumors and stuff and i would love to see something because like he's just been dead <laughs> he's been <sighs> dead. dead and he was great he was like <laughs> one of the best heels when he was in nxt and now like on the main roster that gimmick didn't fly which i feel happens all the time coming up from nxt Um, but yeah. And then he just lost it. And he was doing like a B team thing with Curtis Axel, who I think he got released, right? Yeah, he
0: did. That was like super recent a few days ago.
1: So I don't know.
0: I don't understand. Like, those are the ones that I don't get, you know, like the B team. I didn't, I never, I was never into it. So I don't like if for the fans that were super into it, I'm like, whatever, I don't get it. But you know, whatever if you like it, it's what you like. But that's an example of like didn't think their theme music was very good, didn't think what they were wearing was good, like their wrestling was but, decent. They're both decent wrestlers, but there was there's not there's no substance there. Like they, they don't They literally
1: have... had the B team working on the B team. <laughs> the C or D
0: team, yeah. <laughs> probably actually. <laughs> People fighting for their jobs because they're about it's to so get fired. Bad. But um yeah, so I don't know. I hope to see Bo with bray in the future but I thought bray and bra Bron- for a second there i really wanted to see braun and bray get back together like I think that's what they it, were obviously that's what they were going for at the end
1: definitely teasing it man i which, was like I thought
0: about it for a second i'm like man that would be vicious
1: like you know if they if they did a storyline where braun ends up dropping the title to bray but in like a super messed up way that mm-hmm. the fiend starts to control Braun. i would totally dig something like that
0: well yeah and even like the hardys when they did their broken thing it was it came from a feud it started with a feud and you know jeff broke matt with a super swanton <laughs> and then they ended up getting together it's like it. it's not it doesn't it's not out of the realm of possibility like well these guys just had a feud so there's no way they're going to be a team like that's yeah. not how that works it it that happens all the time and it's, sometimes it's the best thing that happens so I could totally see it but I oh, I wished at the end there I was like man when they were hugging I'm like I knew like you know everybody yeah, probably knew, knew it like, was too good to be right, true but yes at some point he's going to strike him or something but I was just like can we can we just end the match now can we just go home and just keep it like this <laughs> um but yeah that we'll see we'll see what happens i'm sure the the fiend will come and like they kind of uh, tease that at the end there with bray having those little fiend flashes yeah and i'm sure i'm sure like uh you know they told a great story they told a story that leaves you hanging like even though bron beat him and you know whatever it's like okay well we're done it they left enough there where you're like, clearly something else is going to happen, and I can't wait to see what happens next between these two.
1: Yeah, I felt satisfied with the story, but then they also left more. Like, I mm. want more, but I'm satisfied, mm-hmm. and that's important.
0: Yeah, and yeah. we'll see what happens this week on SmackDown. Um, okay, <clears throat> so next up we got Drew and Seth, and uh. Uh, we got Seth's theme music. So before Seth came out, I know you, you had mentioned to me that he had new theme music and I wasn't really thinking about it, but in the back of my mind I, I um I watched a few promos and he came out to like his normal music and I'm like, at some point they're gonna change this, right? Because this just seems odd. Like that he still has yeah. this music. So I'm happy they did. But Corey Graves, they were talking about the match coming up with Drew and Seth, and Corey was like said something to the effect of I can't wait to hear them sing the praises of Seth. Something like that. And I was like, he's going to have a choir in his music. Like, I just had a mm-hmm. thought. Like, the way he said it was very, like, he was injecting it in there intentionally. Yeah. Like, can't wait till they sing Seth's praises. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God. He's going to have a choir in his <laughs> song, isn't he? Like, it like it was so painfully obvious. And then when he had it, I, I was dying. I started laughing. But um, I... How interesting is it that all these heels have these, like, weird, awkward-sounding choirs? Bailey, um, Baron Corbin, and now Seth have these, like, choirs before their songs (laughs) that just don't sound good or kind of cheesy. I think that's intentional, obviously, but
1: odd. Okay, I'm not crazy about the music, but I like it for him. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) It's a heel song. It's not supposed to be catchy. You're not supposed to like it. That And that was the thing with Bailey's music is um, when she first changed it, there was a lot of initial feedback on the music because like, they're like, why, why does someone said, mm-hmm. why does this sound like a, a 2k default, like <laughs> NXT theme? Like, it just sounds like a default song you would throw in there when you're creating a new, like create a player or whatever. Yeah. And I thought it was the, mo- the funniest thing I've ever seen because it was very true. But I'm like, yeah, it's kind of the point. Like, the song sounds like shit, and it's supposed to. We're not supposed to like it because she's a heel. Yeah, you know, like, and like you brought sense. up
1: Aaron Corbin, and he's, I love him. be Like, I don't like I him. him. Like, I'm not hate supposed him. to like him. <laughs> yeah. But that's why I love him. Like, yeah. he is, in my mind, he is like one of the best heels in the company because he is just so hated and just, oh. Uh. He might be the best. <laughs> he might like, actually he be is. the
0: best yeah and it's yeah, crazy
1: it's I, I like didn't think I would be saying that but it like I do believe that
0: well we had this discussion last time of like if you're a heel aren't you supposed to be hated like if people are cheering you are you doing <laughs> your job properly and if you're a ba- like if you're a ba- it's obvious if you're a baby face you're supposed to be this good guy and people start booing you it's obvious you're doing something wrong right it's like oh well this guy sucks people don't like him but if you're a heel and people are cheering you, it's like confusing. People are like, yeah. "Oh, this guy's great, but he's supposed to be a bad guy. So is he really doing what he's supposed to be doing properly?" And I like sometimes I think, "Why is Baron Corbin pushed so hard? Why is he given so much attention? And why is he allowed to make decisions that he makes for himself because of the the creative decisions? Because I don't like them, and then I sit on that for a minute and I'm like, well." I guess that's kind of the point, isn't it? Like he's doing his job. He's making this these things that people don't like because they're not supposed to like him. And he's supposed right. to be annoying. And quite frankly, he annoys me. So it's perfect. He's doing a perfect yeah. job.
1: <laughs> keep it up. It's that weird thing where it's like, I hate you and keep making me hate you. Yeah. <laughs>
0: because I love to see people kick his ass. And that's what yeah. that like. he's <laughs> doing the proper job. He's making me want to watch people beat him up. It's great. Yeah. Um and Seth is doing that now. I th- I think that he's done a good job at. He's it's crazy how different this character is from the first heel Seth cuz he was babyface Seth with the shield. Then he turns on the shield and becomes heel Seth and has an amazing run. But again, like kind of a heel. Like a heel that everybody loves because he's at the end of the day he's Seth Rollins. He's a great guy. with a, He's a great wrestler, and he's extremely entertaining. And I think, in my mind at least, I think that was the downfall of his character initially because when he got hurt, that's when things kind of shifted, and uh, he ended up becoming a babyface when he returned. But that was part of the problem with him is he was, a, he was supposed to be this heel that everybody hates, and they aligned him with Triple H, which was a great idea, doing that stuff with him and... Uh, the authority they remember yeah. when they would open every single raw do you remember oh, that oh my gosh yes like triple h's music would hit every single week to open <laughs> and it was like how much longer are they going to be doing this
1: yeah it, that that was <laughs> way overdone <laughs> it way. got brutal after a while
0: but why because people love seth and hate the authority and it's this weird relationship he's supposed to, you're supposed to hate him as much as you hate the authority you're supposed to lump them together that's the right. whole point. But it wasn't happening that way. And then when he breaks into, it led to him becoming a baby face. I feel like what he's doing now is so different and it's actual heel work. Like he's actually being a heel where it's like, ah, I'm not really digging what he's doing. I don't really like him right now. And I, wanna, I want to see Drew McIntyre beat him. And it's a weird feeling. But he's doing the job right. It's correct. The stuff that he's wearing <laughs> is kind of weird. Grosses me out a little bit. <laughs> Just has this like, a weird vibe to it, but that's the whole point. His music is kind of weird. I don't want to dance to it. I don't want, I don't feel excited when I hear it. I'm, I'm just like, ah, uh, it feels kind of <laughs> corny. And I'm like, ah, and I'm like, oh, I guess he's doing his job. That's kind of the point. So I thought this was a great match. Um, I thought they told a good story. I like his whole delusional gimmick. And I like how Drew McIntyre is kind of like a no nonsense, you know, badass Irish or Scottish Scottish uh, fighter type, like it's like he just seems like a like a you know a brawler, and he God damn he looks good. He he like he is just chiseled, and I like when these champions take themselves seriously enough to really get into shape, especially when yeah. like he he didn't look that good like a couple of years ago. Hey, it just, just like a waste.
1: Average. Mm-hmm. I'm still like okay. His character, I have a hard time getting into. When we were there live, um, mm-hmm. like he was funny, I liked his character. I got into him, like talking to the crowd, because he could be out of character. Um, mm-hmm. So I felt like I liked him as a person, which made me like his character a little more, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. But just on TV, it's it's hard for me to get into his character. I hate the Claymore kick. Like, <laughs> well, it's
0: basically the running knee, and part of the issue I feel like with that is they don't. I feel like they don't catch it properly on camera. Yeah, like they always tend to botch the, the 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 final spot. I don't know. I get what you're saying though. It's not like a power move. Like you would think Drew McIntyre would have like a devastating power move or something. Yeah, that would put people away. And it's the Claymore kick, and then there's the whole leg slapping thing, which, you know, I love Shawn Michaels and the super kick is, you know, one of my favorite finishers. But he, like the way he would do it. Was not the way the guys do it today. <laughs> like, yeah. it, he, you never saw him slap his leg. Right. It just wasn't a thing. Like he hit it so well, and he committed himself to the move so well that like you didn't see it. But when these guys, like I know uh, Finn Balor has that that front um, kind of like that front drop kick, and he slaps his legs when he does it. And um, Drew McIntyre, it's the same thing where it's just like it pulls you out of the the moment when you see these types of things, and it's like you would think this big behemoth, Drew McIntyre would be putting them away with a power slam or a choke slam or something, you know, something like that. Um, so I, do, I get that. I feel like he hasn't fleshed everything out yet, but he's another one. I like his music. I like his gear. Yes, I like I his do. overall look. I like how he talks. Uh, you know, I feel like he is a champion and he excites people, um, when they watch the show and when they're there live, I was excited when I saw him he live. Did. So I, you know, I thought it was cool, but yeah, I get what you're saying. it's, there's still some work to be done. I feel like with him, for sure. But that was a great match. I enjoyed it. I had a good time.
1: Um, okay. Did Did you enjoy the Money in the Bank match? I did. Did you enjoy it? I loved it. So I was I was expecting something different. Not gonna lie. In what sense? Um, I mean, I guess I kind of didn't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Um, but I. Remembered reading it was gonna be a cinematic match. So okay. So I liked the match. I liked the content of the match. Mm-hmm. I hated the way it was shot. I didn't like the camera angles and the camera. You didn't movement. like the cuts and like the yeah.
0: shaky camera zooming yeah, stuff that was going on.
1: Like I felt really weird with that. But yeah. I liked the content of it. Um it had its humorous moments, it had its serious moments, like um I thought it flowed very well. The whole thing with Paul Heyman, I was dying. Like <laughs> that was just hilarious. <laughs> those cameos were good. I like the brother yes. of one.
0: Yeah, those were good. Um, yeah, I agree. It it was. I feel like the big difference maker between the cinematic matches and the live wrestling matches, because quite honestly, the live the this has made me appreciate like all the work that WWE has put into developing their production team, because the live sh- shots of the matches are great like they have done a great job with as far as lighting as far as like little things focal points and making sure things are in focus making sure you get the right action at the right time like for the most part it's amazing so when you transition that to like the cinematic style where things are out of focus things are very jarring and very quick and quick cuts and quick pans and um you know they even had a lot of shot um shots that were held for a long time continuous shots, which they don't do live very much. So it was very different style and I get what you're saying because I felt the same way. Where I was like it was it just felt weird. Um but I thought that the big difference between the two is the music. Like the music makes such a huge difference when you have this like, you know, just music that uh relates to what's happening on the screen. Fully fully wrapped up in the cinematic vibe. Like that really makes a huge difference in the watching experience for me at least. I, I did like. like having the
1: music. I felt like some of the music was like kind of awkward. Yeah. For it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, I think they're they're trying to figure things out, and mm-hmm. so like they had the full cinematic match, which was like a movie, and then this one I felt was the in between between a live match and a full film thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think they're just playing with it and seeing what works. But it was definitely enjoyable. I I liked it.
0: Yeah. I liked the Vince cameo when they were that, in his office. I thought that okay. was funny.
1: I did not like the Stephanie cameo though. No, <laughs> uh, because no, just, why?
0: Because it was obviously not live. Like they didn't right. do it there. She like filmed a video and sent it in and that I was I felt like obvious. they should have. Yeah. It was way too <laughs>
1: obvious. They should have left that out. Like yeah, that whole that thing could have done out. without. Yeah. That pulled uh, me out of it a little cause, bit. Cause like, I thought that whole thing was funny when Dana Brooke grabbed the briefcase. Like mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, this is, this is good. She thinks she won. Mm-hmm. And then this Stephanie, who's supposed to be in the same room, but clearly isn't in the same room, appears. And it's like, oh, you just ruined it. Yeah, that was a bummer. And I feel like if Vince, if there was a
0: Vince cameo, maybe that one was the one. Maybe they should have yeah. just done away with the one he did instead of that one. And he should have filled in for Stephanie there. I'd yeah. like that would have been a little bit funnier. Um, Or they, I don't know, because he filmed because he was there to film, maybe he could have done that instead of the way they did the Stephanie one. But yeah, I agree. I went, as soon as it came on, I'm like, <laughs> oh come on! The lighting is different. The quality okay, of the image is yeah. different. Like it's just too obvious. Come, <laughs> like, don't do this to us. Come on. <laughs> um, yeah, it was. I th- I th- I thought that was funny too, and I thought the way they took everybody out on the way up, um, like, you know, Shayna Baszler was pretty much taken out on the way up. And at that point, I think Dana Brooke was taken out with the uh, painting spot. Yeah. Um, I, I loved when Dana, Dana Brooke had a lot of uh, moments. I love when she slipped on the floor and took that yeah. nasty bump that I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. I felt it too. I was like, oh, that was C and Y, because that it didn't seem like bullshit. Right. That felt like a real like she really slipped she really fell and she really hurt herself that's what it felt like and so it was funny, but um, but yeah I thought that was all pretty good I thought it was interesting that they um, basically murdered Rey Mysterio <laughs> and uh, what's his name uh, Aleister Black when they threw them yeah. off the roof, uh, <laughs> and now they're on Raw Just <laughs> uh, fighting in a tag team match, <laughs> but um. <laughs> I thought that that made me laugh too. Like when they threw Ray over the the side, um, I thought that was hilarious. Um, but I, okay. So, you know, both of the matches were good. I liked how they started.
1: I Um, did not like the finish though for the, for Asuka. I thought it was like weird. It was like very anticlimactic.
0: Um, uh, yeah, I would have liked to see a little bit more of a battle. Um, I don't know. It's I guess they did what they, what they could have done in theory. Like, like yeah. they just kind of did what they, what they worked. They worked with what they had, and they kind of put something together, and it was what it was. But it wasn't terrible, obviously. But I do feel like there could have been a little bit more suspense, a little bit more tension. I don't like how she won by like the, the whole thing with her and Baron Corbin didn't make sense.
1: Yeah, it was like. like her- you don't need to be fighting right now right they could have helped
0: each other and they're both heels so like that part I was like okay you guys messed. like that was a mess up you should have done something better there but like if like you know let's say Shayna Baszler was on her way up there which they should have done I feel like Shayna Baszler was the favorite yeah that's the one that's the most obvious like oh she's probably gonna win this one she's the CM Punk of like women's wrestling right now as far as like she's this person who's like shooting up real fast She's she's crazy she's you know People love her. She's a dark. She's a dark horse. She's you know, she's she's got it all there. So I feel like they should have used that, had her be at the top of the ladder, just about to get that briefcase, and then you have a Baron Corbin come up, who's an obvious heel that nobody likes. I I know uh, Shayna Baszler's a heel too, but it's, it's different. She's a you know a, a favorite heel. Yeah. Um, and that would have made a little more sense. She's more of, she's more somebody who would go out of her way to punch someone like Baron Corbin because that's her character, and for Asuka, didn't. Makes sense and and just and Baron Corbin's supposed to be a smart you know intellectual heel and that was kind of a stupid thing to do so yeah. it was just weird in general but yeah I didn't I didn't dig the fin- that finish there and then she disappears and the, guy- <laughs> and the guys it, the guys finish turn. their match um, I did and- like the guys finish
1: though
0: I yeah but I feel like that's because you're a huge Otis fan now well- <laughs> um I thought, okay, so I thought if they were going to give Otis a briefcase, that was the way to do it. Um, okay. I thought that they pulled that off well, but I also wanted AJ Styles to win. So I mean, I did want I, AJ to win. That personally. was after they threw off Aleister, but I wanted Aleister Black to win. Like that was my, he would have been my pick, but then they threw him off the roof and I'm like, well, clearly he's not winning. So he's See, dead now.
1: <laughs> I like Aleister Black, but uh, I don't know
0: he is okay he's fresh he's one of those that's like it's still going to take some time to still kind of iron out things he's very clearly one of Triple H's like babies you know what I mean he's phenomenal in the ring Shayna Baszler is very they're very similar to each other they have similar music they wear similar clothes they have a similar style they're both legit fighters like he's a legit Muay Thai champion I believe he's a champion he's legitimate so he offers something different they're both kind of like these no-nonsense, badass, I-do-what-I-want characters. So they have the same formula. And so yeah. I appeal to that, and I like both of them. But I would have picked him to win because I feel like they've been kind of pushing him in that direction lately. Um, But clearly he he didn't because he was killed, and now he's appearing <laughs> on Raw tonight. Um, But I thought that I had it in my mind that AJ was going to win when he was going up the ladder, and Otis was kind of like, I don't know what to do here. Um I can't climb up so I don't know what's happening. Um but I liked how they kind of both grabbed it, you know, it was it was a little confusing and then AJ ends up with it and he sold it really well, I think, like, you know, mishandling it and then Otis catches it. Like that whole thing was executed like, well.
1: Yeah, another thing with AJ, just like he's always executing everything like perfectly. And I was just like cuz I feel like that's something easily like you can easily screw up, and granted, they they could refilm it, whatever. But it yeah, it looks you know so how that smooth. Goes. Yeah, like you only have so
0: many takes, and it's like you know, how many times are they going to be running through these athletic, dangerous situations? And like, let's try and get it done in two or three takes, guys. Like, right. <laughs> like, let's get this over yeah. with. Um. Yeah. By the way, um, I don't know if you're if you're watching Raw right now, but uh, Bobby Lashley just interrupted uh um i am
1: mvp just destroying truth truth Truth, had those teeth and he was all goofy looking yeah yeah but but
0: see this you see this bobby lashley this is the bobby lashley i was excited about i didn't realize mvp was that big oh he's huge (laughs) yeah he's uh yeah tall (laughs) (laughs) tall guy (laughs) yeah mvp was right when i stopped watching that was right around the time
1: where i checked out
0: but uh uh, so i wasn't big on mvp um
1: but anyway they're making yeah. this a tag team i i could totally see them working though mvp a, and he's, Lashley.
0: he's a great mouth uh pause he's a great uh manager he would be a great manager i i feel like maybe they want to put bobby lashley behind someone maybe that's why they had the whole lana thing to help manage him but it just didn't match and oh hey jean der mahal um i feel like he would be good behind behind MVP because MVP is really good at talking trash and uh, he's kind of uh, you know chicken but anyway um, so yeah I liked how they finished it off I think AJ is phenomenal I like that AJ spot with the Undertaker's casket
1: oh yeah that was good
0: that was cool and how he like feared the you know why I thought that was cool because it tells me that it's not over Yeah. That's like, they wouldn't be doing that if that wasn't the case. So to me, that's very exciting. I was super excited when he was like looking at the poster and was like all freaked out and stuff. I'm like, okay, this is story. This is great. Like, I'm so happy. If this means they're going to do something else in the future, I'm happy that that's the case. Just
1: like everything of the night just felt so story driven and it was Mm -hmm. great. Like everything tied to something else in the past, uh, it all had meaning. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. It was good, and I I I think they did a great job at like preparing us for the Otis win too. <laughs> they did the little gimmick with the the ladder breaking on was it Raw or whatever they've done that before. Oh, here we go. AJ's watching the. You see, like yeah. it, they're doing. It's definitely intentional. Like they're definitely pushing this for another match. Um, but um, sorry. Anyways, um, they did the little <laughs> because you know they have to do another
1: cinematic break. match with Kane. Yeah, that's true,
0: Mayor Kane. That's true. I just read his book, by the way. It was great. Um, it's it's called Mayor Kane. Um, yeah, I I'm happy. I I love the cinematic match, and I like AJ doing doing things like this with someone like the Undertaker. But I I do hope that they do, if assuming Taker is healthy, which that could have been why they decided to do a cinematic match. The kind kind of um postpone his need to be in the ring because it's a completely different thing maybe he's getting healthy and he's training and he's getting back into shape and maybe we'll see him i want to see him in the ring again watching that first episode of uh of the documentary i want to see him get back in the ring healthy
1: well with aj styles i think he wants to um especially like he mentioned after the goldberg match just he needs to get in there put on his match
0: he's kind of psychotic in a good way he like he uh that's becoming clear and i think i think everybody knows he's a committed professional wrestler and he's a legend and all that you know all that jazz but he's made it pretty clear that he's not going to stop until he can't move anymore basically like he's it's 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 amazing because i don't think anybody wants him to stop necessarily i just think everybody's got their own opinion on what he's been doing. And I've personally been bummed with the stuff he's been doing just because he's been hurt. That's that's the only reason why. So it's not like I want him to retire. I just want him to be healthy for me personally. And I know a lot of people maybe have the perspective of, I hope he just retires because I'm done seeing him, you know what he's old and whatever. But it's like, if you have that opinion, you probably don't really know what you're talking about <laughs> to begin with, with wrestling. So, cause he, there's no one like him. There's no one like him now. There's never going to be anyone like him again, and it's you know it's important to to squeeze as many of these days out of him as you can as as long as he's willing to give them because
1: yeah it's important
0: he, he's gonna be gone when like he's gonna be done wrestling completely one day and that's that's gonna be a sad day but um, I'm glad they're pushing towards that but anyways uh, money in the bank I'm glad that um. I think if they also, I think if AJ would have won that, they would have pulled away from an undertaker storyline, probably would have pushed him more into the, trying to cash in his money in the bank and all that. So yeah. Um, storyline must probably moved him in a different direction.
1: I just want to see more of what happened at the pay-per-view on a regular weekly basis. Cause mm-hmm. it's so hard to like, there's just nothing pulling me into these weekly episodes. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't necessarily want to sit down and watch the full thing. Like I'll skim mm-hmm. through it or I'll, i want to read the highlights and I want to keep up with the storylines, but they're just not interesting. Like if they and- keep doing this with the pay-per-views too, like I feel, I feel like the pay-per-view is what keeps moving everything along. Like I do look forward to those and then it's just the weekly stuff. It's, it is what it is. Yeah, and I
0: I don't know if that's the chicken or the egg because I feel like the pay-per-views have just not been good and yeah. that damages the show, the weekly show. It's like if the if no one's looking forward to the pay-per-views because they're consistently not good, why would we care about what's happening on Raw and that's why true. would we care about building? And then the storylines are inconsistent or like we were saying before, they're just completely all built around Roman Reigns or John Cena yeah. or you know, insert you know, top star here like
1: for three like you, hours. Right. Like how do you like, dedicate three hours to this person?
0: It's exhausting. As a fan, it's exhausting to go through that because there's it's nothing's changing. Like we talked about with the authority before. They would they would literally center the entire episode around the authority. But anyway, it's uh I I, I think that this was a great pay per view and I think it'll lead to better raw episodes, which they seem to be doing today. It's it. These are matches that are kind of related to what happened at Money in the Bank, and as long as that continues to be consistent, we should continue to get more creative and more, you know, unique pay-per-views moving forward. Which should, over time, make the product better. Um, that's what I would think. So I'm hoping for that hope. at least. Um, but so far, I mean, we haven't really been watching Raw because we've been we've been uh, talking it up. But so far, I think it's been pretty good from what I've seen. Um, yeah, it's
1: looked good so far. Like. At least it seemed entertaining. I have captions on, so I'm trying to follow along to that too. And I think it's solid. Um,
0: yeah. So um, Money in the Bank was good overall. I liked it a lot. I thought it was uh, fantastic. I enjoyed it more than WrestleMania. I thought same. it was a better overall show than WrestleMania.
1: Like with WrestleMania, the two uh capstone matches of the night so obviously undertaker and the fiend like those were phenomenal but mm-hmm. as a whole this this blew it away by far yeah. and you know i think that's that's a big thing like we were saying we don't enjoy the weekly episodes of wwe that much um but you know the more we've been watching AEW, i feel like we've been enjoying those weekly um and don't necessarily have a pay-per-view to look forward to. It's just they're putting on good good matches, entertaining matches. Yeah,
0: and that's almost the better thing because they're not building their weekly shows around the pay-per-view that's coming up at the end of the month. They're just putting on the best possible weekly show that they can. Um, So I kind of like that better, almost, in a way. Um, But we can, I mean, we are hoping to, well, not hoping to, working on, we're working on doing a kind of like an NXT AEW centric episode. So we'll save the detailed conversation for that. But I would like to touch on at least two. Um, We'll just do, well, we'll do three. We'll talk about three things real quick. The first thing I wanted to talk about personally was the um, murder hawk and Jake the snake little um, storyline they got going with Cody Rhodes and brandy Rhodes, or cody and brandy Rhodes. um i don't know did you see any of that
1: yeah i watched uh when you're like jake the snake has the snake Mm -hmm. out i was like Mm -hmm. turned it on right away
0: okay so we can talk about that uh, briefly but that was cringe and that was hard to watch for me and i know uh a lot you know there are a lot of people that absolutely loved it there were a lot of people that thought it was absolutely cringe, but I think it was great overall. I think it was a good thing because like, now I want to see Cody kick his ass. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm like Cody Rhodes has to, like, I want to see what's gonna happen. It was that it felt that real to me, where I'm like, uh, is Cody gonna kill this guy or, you know, like, I like I want to see Cody get to Jake, and Jake is being protected by the Murder Hawk, so. That's yeah, where think, I'm like, it's interesting to me.
1: It's definitely gonna be interesting moving forward. It's I feel I feel more unpredictability in AEW, and that's great. I feel mm-hmm. like we could watch this the same thing in WWE and be but like, okay, was, well this is gonna happen.
0: That was so sexually brutal. Like it's like WWE would never ever even like in the attitude era they wouldn't do something along those lines it was very suggestive very very naughty Jake the snake very naughty and i and i was thinking like oh this is live like oh man someone's going to get in trouble for this but no it was pre-recorded and then i remembered oh wait i think this is pre-recorded and i think that like if it is pre-recorded that means that the TNT producers have seen this and they okayed it and it's being broadcast so i guess it's good like i guess they're good with it which That was the first thing I thought of was like, is this too much? Like, are they going to get in trouble for this? Or are they going to, you know, pretend like this didn't happen or whatever? But no, and it was, it was hard to, to, to watch. It went on for far too long. (laughs) It's just like grotesque. Jake was acting like the snake was his appendage and it was, it was, and he like dry humped Brandy and it was, uh, Wow. I thought it was great in the sense that it was great storytelling <laughs> wise. Well, I thought it was great like, storytelling wise, but like, man, it was hard to watch.
1: It drew out emotion. And yeah. like, that's, that's the important part. It, like some of this WWE stuff is just so safe. It's, you have your emotion range of, you know, this, but th- I'm showing on the screen right now. You can't see if you're listening on Apple podcast, but mm-hmm. small amount versus AEW have this like large amount of, of emotion that you can go through. And and I think that's important because whether it's a bad or a good emotion, like that's investment into the product.
0: Yeah. It's uh, it was good. And I, I, I'm dying. Like I knew that I knew they did an amazing job when it was over and I felt this need to watch the next one. I was like, I have to see what's going to happen next week because my God, this is horrible. Like they attacked Dustin and then they like for, I forgot I t- the, the, it, the suspension of disbelief was totally active. Like I totally forgot <laughs> that it was like I was watching a show on TV, even if it was the Avengers movie or whatever. At some point you're like, oh, wait, I'm watching a movie. Dude. What's going on? Like, I, I'm so emotional at the moment. What's going on? But that's how I felt. I was like, this is not t- fake. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> this is not like TV, you know, the, like fake in the sense of like television, not wrestling. Like this is not like a television show. I feel like I'm watching a real life thing that was just captured on camera and I don't know how to feel about it. And I can't wait to see Cody take revenge when he does because we know he will. Yeah. You know, Or I'm he gets just, murdered by the murder I, hawk, which would be I've, even crazier.
1: I've really been enjoying that dark side of Cody. Yeah. S- seeing that, like, I'm not going to lie. I liked Stardust. Oh, when, I hate it. Like, but that's why I loved it. Like, <laughs> it was so stupid. But you it was can so tell,
0: But you could tell. It's like there was an element there where you're like, I know Cody hates this. Like you yeah. can just tell. Like, ugh, he's like doing it ironically, you know.
1: Yeah. But but I don't know. Just going from WWE, which when I first saw him, he, it was when he had the, the face mask on. And I was like, who is like mm-hmm. I don't know, I just couldn't get into him but like I love Cody Post WWE and I think a lot of people do like he's just really thriving and it yeah. seems like a dangerous a dangerous character um and like believable
0: yeah and his I mean, and Dusty Rhodes was not a super popular wrestler when he was 28 you know like he really found himself later in his career and as it obviously he was going until he died, like as a teacher Mm -hmm. and as a mentor and all that. But I feel like with Cody that knowing that gives me hope because it's like Cody is not 25 anymore. But if you think about his father, like Cody's got such a long career left, assuming that he's healthy and he wants to continue going. And he's just now really finding his stride as becoming like this, legend of wrestling not just wwe but legend of wrestling in general yeah so you, you think if he keeps going he's got a long time to really keep establishing himself and keep this thing moving and that's what the exciting part too is like he's nowhere near done like gold dust <laughs> at you know he's up he's, there he's, he's probably close. approaching the end of his career so that it it's exciting to see what he's doing but it's also like i wonder how much time he has left you know like matt hardy's in the same boat like These other people. So with Cody, it's like you know he's got a long road left ahead of him, and it's it's super exciting to see, like how he's been developing. Like even our conversation now, like our WWE conversation. You know we're excited, we're happy, but AEW is different. There's like a different electricity to it.
1: Yeah, and like it's a lot of the unknown. Like Mm -hmm. it's new. We don't know exactly what's going on. Just the storylines seem more more fresh and original like yeah like when we're talking about the stupid dating lines in wwe like it's the same stupid relationship drama over and over like Mm -hmm. we don't want to see that we can predict so many things that are going to happen and it's just it's nice
0: like and look at the women in aew and the spots that they have like this this brandy one was an example of Uh, like a woman being taken advantage of. It was like a – it's a very touchy thing, and it's a very, like, dangerous and, you know, edgy, racy type of vibe. But it's not some corny relation. This is, like, some serious stuff that you want to see resolved. Like, I need to see this resolved because it was that disturbing to me. Not like, I need to know if Otis gets the girl. Like, it's like, ugh, I don't care. I want to see him wrestle and win the title. Like, that's what I want to see. So with Cody – I now I have the urge to see Cody get revenge for what they did to his wife, like on television in front of the entire locker room while it was being commentated on and people at home were watching. Like you put all those things together and you're like, This is some great stuff. Yeah. Like it's so it's different, but it's it's that's what WWE needs to take that approach. Not you don't have to be that disturbing with your content, but it needs to feel more real. That's all.
1: Yeah, and yeah. that's so Leading into that last match, um, the Inner Circle and mm. Matt Hardy's debut match, like even those matches, like the group matches in WWE, and they're roaming all around. Like this yeah. match in AEW just felt more real. Yeah. Um, like, and was it the was it the angles of the camera? Was it the way they shot it too? Like, I love the way they shot everything. It felt very focused, very, um, like, following along the action. Not the stupid, shaky WWE camera thing. Like, (laughs) I don't need to feel like I'm going down a roller coaster that just derailed. Yeah. I want to see what's going on. Yeah. And it felt like they had only a
0: couple of camera guys. You know, it didn't feel like there was six people with different angles, like, cutting every two seconds. And it was it felt like there was two camera guys or three camera guys following the action and they were just trying to get the best shot for, and I felt like they were behind the action too, which was also kind of cool. It's like something cool would be happening and they would cut over like, Oh, we got to get to camera three. Like something's happening over there. And they would like kind of get into the middle of whatever was happening. And then you'd watch it kind of resolve. So I felt like that added a different element, more of a live as opposed to like, okay, the uh, spot with Kenny's coming up. So let's cut (laughs) over there and good. All right. We got it right on time. Like it didn't feel super processed and super predicted and
1: yeah it just felt
0: I, more you know chaotic
1: you know that's one like we've talked about how nxt is very produced and like it looks very polished compared to aew mm-hmm. um but i think this is where not having that in aew wins like for your mm. normal matches in the ring like sometimes they do look sloppy in aew like the the moves don't hit the same way um like I think WWE has that down to a science. That in-ring uh, filming, they know the angles and they they know how to they know those angles for the moves. Um, but once you get backstage, I feel much different about their angles. It's always just like kind of rushing, and then an impact. It's shaking like crazy. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's uncomfortable to follow.
0: <sighs> yeah, and this is like the criticism that you know a lot of people critics at least genuinely have with uh, action movies is like too many cuts too much shaking too much just crap going on where I can't really see what's actually happening and it makes me nauseous to watch for too long (laughs) like yeah they're really embracing that style and I don't know I guess they've perfected that where it it feels like you're watching an action movie as opposed to something that's cheesy and trying to be an action movie so maybe they're just leaning hard into that but I like that they kept the AEW match still live while having this a different approach to how they were kind of filming things. But it they found a good middle ground. It like obviously it was still yeah. a live match and everything. Um but, you know, they didn't overdo it. And the cinematic thing was cool, but it was a little much for the amount of people that were involved, the amount of movement that was happening. Um, the different sets and stuff. So there was a whole lot going on compared to like the WrestleMania Taker match. Um, but, or even the Bray Wyatt John Cena thing that they had going on. Um, but I liked a lot of the spots. What I thought was weird um, personally, I thought it was cool that Matt Hardy was like changing his gimmick partway through the match. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was was like,
1: Oh, where'd this Matt come from?
0: Yeah. And it is weird. It's, it's one of those things that's like similar to the Jake thing with Brandy was like, it felt cool to watch this because you know, you're watching something that's like special and different. And, um, it came from Matt Hardy's brain like that's it's nice to know that like if someone didn't hand him a script and say this is what you need to do this week and whatever like you know that that came from his mind and that it's just cool to see that but it's also like okay so his his uh you know his teammate is getting beat up in the ring and he's gonna go and take time to change his clothes and like it it kind of pulls you out of it a little bit um so i thought that was kind of it it wasn't weird until the ice box because you think about it, he gets hit with the ice and then he changes his clothes in the icebox. Yeah. And then he comes out of the icebox. And again, it's funny, yeah. yes. But it's also like, okay, if we're talking about a real wrestling match, this kind of pulls you out of the realism. Because AEW is pushing this real fight feel to their product.
1: Yeah. And that's then true.
0: they have that stuff kind of stuff happening. So it's just an odd inconsistency I guess with what they're trying to do
1: but when you um, take it overall, overall when you take that into me. Matt's character mm-hmm. I think that's very interesting in where he's going to take his character moving forward because that's yeah. definitely a new aspect that we haven't seen
0: yeah and uh, I I think he's trying he's been trying a lot of n- different stuff and new stuff and and the whole broken gimmick is is slapstick and and dumb in a sense but it got over and it's entertaining for the most part. So it's going to have, you know, it's good parts and it's bad parts, and it's going to be experimental basically until it dies. So it's just something I guess everybody has to get used to. But overall, I enjoy what he does, particularly because it's different. and You don't see people doing that or taking those risks. Yeah. So I thought it was cool. But I, I like the spots that they did. I love Jericho. I really like the, um, the stuff that Britt Baker was doing. Yes. Um, with her Twitter, that's... I don't know if she was doing if she was posting stuff on Twitter. But I know other people on Twitter were reposting her camera angles that she was taking with her phone. But she was like making doing her own commentary, <laughs> and she's swearing. I love how these people that are kind of doing extra stuff that's not televised are not afraid to just act like real people. Like real people yeah. are gonna swear. Real it makes a are huge gonna... difference. Yes, it feels real. It feels yeah. cool. It's exclusive it's genius. It makes a lot of sense. I'm glad they're doing it. I wish WWE would do more stuff like that, but I guess that's the whole point of AEW 100. in the first place is to have someone to do that type of stuff <laughs> because yeah, WWE's not doing it.
1: That's why I'm excited to see, you know, some guys that, that haven't been lasting or that have been released, you know, if they do get picked up by AEW, I think they have a lot of potential. Like, mm-hmm it seems like Tony Khan is just very open to whoever has ideas, shoot them and let's just have fun with this. And I think that's, that's the important part. Like,
0: yeah, but and, you know,
1: I still have my l- longevity concerns. Like I've talked to you about this so many times. Yeah. I think it's great now. Um, I do worry about their longevity. Like, and, and I it's know gonna they be, say they gonna don't be compete. there until
0: they've been around for 15 or 20 years. And it'll still be like, a, uh, are they going to keep, pushing who knows you know like it's always going to be there it's just it's uh, to me i'm i'm always concerned about the financial like i guess the nest egg for whoever is kind of funding whatever's happening so as long as the money's there because it seems like tony khan is a passionate enough owner where he wants he made it pretty clear that this is something that's going to be around for a long time and that's his intention so as long as he doesn't go bankrupt, I feel like it's going to be around for a long time. So, that, so that's where I'm saying, like, I'm not that concerned. But if it's somebody who's, let's say, a multimillionaire who, you know, is raising money with partners to get this thing done, that is a lot riskier, <laughs> and that's not as guaranteed, and, and that's where I would be concerned about the money side of it. But as far as, like, if it's going to be good, a good product, I'm worried about that longevity because who knows? You just don't really know.
1: Once you lose Matt, say once you lose Jericho. Jericho, Jericho's like, big, Jericho's yeah. huge, and Jericho's mm-hmm. got what four or five people under his wing right now, and like those yeah. people wouldn't be as big if they weren't with him. Um, so that like I do worry about their star power once they lose that.
0: Well, and and Dean Ambrose, we you They're, talked about that's um, true. You talked about like WWE people coming in and being successful. I uh, I saw the first John Moxley match that I've really pretty much you know seen or i haven't seen a whole lot of john moxley stuff in aew just admittedly i just haven't done it but um i wasn't a huge dean ambrose fan when he was in wwe so that's part of it but um he is not dean ambrose like it's weird to say and i've heard (laughs) other people say that where like oh he's a different wrestler he's you know it's it's different now it doesn't feel like dean ambrose and i'm like how is that possible like it feels like chris jericho when i watch him it's just a different version of him but this is not dean ambrose like this is I understand who John Moxley is, and I'm happy. I'm so glad that he left WWE. He had the wherewithal to be like, "Nope, I'm out. Like, I'm gonna go do my own thing." And watching him wrestle on this uh, episode of Dynamite, I was like, "Wow, this is really like a different guy." And I don't feel like I'm watching Dean Ambrose. And like, I'm. This is great. I love this. Like, yeah, it was it's, great.
1: It's nice to see those guys that should have been treated differently. Get mm-hmm. that type of run and push.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and the st- they're not held back by the WWE style of wrestling, which is pretty clear that it's a style of wrestling now. And, I, I mean, they've said that on many occasions. They have a style that they want their wrestlers to adhere to. But now it's clear that it's holding a lot of people back. And I think the wrestlers claim that at times, but they also don't want to badmouth the WWE at the same time. So they're kind of subliminally saying, like, well, you know, if we didn't have X, Y, and Z handcuffs, then, um, you know, it would be better. But, um, so that's nice. But, yeah, I don't know. Overall, uh, I'm excited to see AEW, and we will. We'll probably do full episode recaps and talk about like, you know, every match and talk. About, there's so much to talk about between that and then NXT, and just maintaining that whole Wednesday Night War thing. So yeah I think it was just it was a
1: good week in wrestling so Mm -hmm. I hope this momentum could be continued and get some some solid weeks moving
0: forward (laughs) there's always magic when